0: is up everyone welcome back to the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built in Buffalo Facebook YouTube and Twitter network and as always the Built in Buffalo podcast network Apple podcast Spotify Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast as you guys maybe can tell probably can't tell now you will know we are doing a pre-recorded episode so we were recording this Monday night you guys are currently watching or listening to this at Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, so we will not be responding to you guys in the comment section, but Lance and I will, as always, go back and probably look at some of the comments. So feel free to go drop a comment, drop your thoughts. We are talking about some defensive free agents. There's a lot of them, not as way more than the offensive side of the ball like we did last week. We're going to be breaking down some of the potential defensive free agents on the Buffalo Bills. But before we do that, Lance, how are we doing, my man?
1: Doing well, doing well. And as you guys know, the Buffalo Blitz is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up using promo code BLITZ and get your first deposit matched up to $100. Uh, They did a nice $1 million airdrop over the Super Bowl uh, day there. uh, It was yesterday on on Sunday. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, so guys, check out Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Really cool stuff they got going on. Um, Kind of a little bit of a different twist on – fantasy sports
0: so yeah make sure you guys check that out make sure you guys follow everything built in buffalo and make sure you guys like comment and subscribe wherever you guys are listening or watching okay lance we have (coughs) as i start coughing we have a lot to talk about because there's a lot of free agents that are on the defensive side of the ball like if you guys missed our show last week we kind of ran through the offensive side of the ball talked about each guy gave our thoughts on each guy, and then what we would do, either bring him back or not bring them back. Okay. Bring them out. Bring them out. Let's, let's get started. We're going to start on the defensive line, the edge rushers, the pass rushers. Leonard Floyd was brought to Buffalo on a one-year deal, performed adequately, tailed off kind of towards the end of the year. Lance, what are your thoughts on Leonard Floyd heading into the offseason?
1: Yeah, I really liked Leonard Floyd. Um, the way he came out kind of played uh very high level starting the year. And then like you mentioned, maybe wasn't as noticeable um, as the year progressed and obviously body fatigues and stuff like that age probably comes into account there. Um, I've got kind of three categories and then Micah Hyde for some of these guys we're going to talk about. And um <clears throat> And Leonard Floyd's going to go into to wait until after the draft, and then check in with him. Kind of category. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we get throughout the the off season, and then in the summer, if it's another, um, hey, do you want to come back? And the business end of it makes sense. Then I'm going to have no qualms with bringing back Leonard Floyd on that sort of deal. But uh, let him hit free agency and see if someone else is willing to pay his his asking price first, and and go from there kind of the Jordan Poyer approach from last year type of thing, or even with him, I think he was later in the, in the summer uh, coming in. So a uh, similar approach to last year with, with Leonard Floyd.
0: I tend to agree with you on that. Like, I think I liked his production, but like I said, in, the, in his intro, we kind of, he kind of tailed off towards the end of the year and didn't produce as well, especially in the playoffs where we kind of need guys, obviously, to produce, uh, it's those are the biggest games of the year, and we need to win those games. So he didn't produce as well as I would have liked. He might price himself out of Buffalo, like you like you said. So if he does get that like two to three year deal with too much money, I could hundred percent see him not be back in Buffalo. But I I'm with you if the Bills can get him on the contract that they like, and that I think both obviously teams can both sides of the Leonard Floyd and the team can agree on. I would like to see him back in Buffalo. I think he was productive enough to warrant another contract in Buffalo. I just don't know what his open market is. And he might, based on the bills cap situation, he might price himself out of the market, but I am not opposed to having Leonard Floyd back in Buffalo.
1: Yeah. Well said, I think I'm um, just pulling up here to see if they do have uh, a market value on them right now. Yeah. Um,
0: Spot Track is so annoying, it, like breaks down my computer every time I Google it. Like it just starts to make it sound like my computer's gonna explode or take off to Mars when I when I load up Spot Track, especially when I'm doing StreamYard.
1: Yeah, 8.1 million uh on a two-year deal.
0: That's uh, actually not bad.
1: Not bad, but I mean I guess at 32 years old, um probably would like to see that uh salary be spent. Other, I mean bills are just they're up against it this year, that they're not going to have the same luxuries as they've had. And as much as they kick the can down the road this year, we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Seems unlikely that they'd be able to fit that.
0: That's not still not a terrible and contract. It's not
1: terrible, but I just would like, I mean, we have other places where we could use an $8 million player.
0: Okay. Other places. Is Shaq Lawson, a guy that has been, has had multiple stints in Buffalo, obviously was originally drafted by the Bills, then went elsewhere, then came back in Buffalo. And has been a productive, somewhat solid, really good in the run defense. It doesn't have any really sack numbers to show for it. Uh what, what are your what's your outlook on Shaq Lawson heading into this offseason, Lance?
1: Yeah, Shaq Lawson for me is in the same category as Floyd, where I'm gonna let him go and test a free agent market and then check back with him after the draft if we still have a need. At the defensive end position and are looking to fill uh, the role he can provide, then see where, where he's at with a number. But um, if he gets a contract that he's happy with and, and wants to go elsewhere when when free agency begins, then um, I'm not going to be upset that the Bills might lose him.
0: Yeah, Yeah. He's a team player, right? Like, he loves the Bills. So you can tell he came back a second stint. Uh, He's great. I think he's great. I think he's a great locker room guy. I think he's good for the organization. This seems like a guy that, like, if they were to bring him back, they would either bring him back really, really, really early in the offseason where it's such a cheap deal, it doesn't really matter, or so late in the offseason just to add another roster spot or another body yeah. to that, that D-line room. They're not going to break the bank for him. So, like, if he goes – and gets maybe a couple more mil, the Bills are not going to chase that, I don't think. Like, I think the Bills are going to wait and see. And if there's nothing out there for him, then I think they have to kind of move on. I mean, I'm saying if there's nothing out there for him, then he'll come back. But I'm not like, like, Lance, I like Shaq Lawson. But, like, he doesn't Yeah, you're
1: never going to question the guy's effort, right? He's always there. Um, his deal was for one point three. So if he's, yeah, like you know he's, still
0: 29, he's gonna be
1: turning thirty years old. Yeah. Um, you know,
0: he'd I'm not
1: opposed to bringing him back. He's obviously, like I said, he's a he's a high energy um veteran player, has a ton of upside at the right price. Um, <laughs> but again, yeah, it's not you know, if he is able to go get something with a larger role from another team, then that's where I'm talking more business side of things when I say, you know, hey, you got to kind of wait until after the draft, see where you come out um, on your defensive end room after initial free agency yeah. in the draft, and then see where that fits for like, your team. and And I think he could be, like you mentioned, a late, um, later edition in the summer.
0: Like Lance, if you go get an edge rusher in the fourth round, right? He's gone. I think like, like he potentially could be gone. Like you can replace like your guy that Corliss. Yeah. Um. He had one sack this past year, year before three and a half sacks. I like Shaq Lawson, but I agree. Like, I think he'll probably be a late addition to the team. Like, you and I wake up one Wednesday morning and, oh, here's Shaq Lawson. And you can't really complain because it's a one-year – one million dollar deal and it does nothing and he's your fifth edge rusher after the edge room is already set and you're like oh great Shaq Lawson cool if we need to get an injury he's fine uh they're not gonna break the bank for Shaq Lawson and I've uh, they're he's gonna they're gonna wait for him to come to them more than they're not gonna gonna go to him Mm -hmm. um but I'm never opposed to Shaq Lawson being back in Buffalo okay the final edge rusher we have to talk about and probably you can say Leonard Floyd but I would in my opinion the biggest name in this edge rusher group that is a potential free agent for the bills. And that is AJ and Lance. What are your thoughts on him heading into uh free agency? His first time hitting free agency.
1: Yeah, I have a him in my re-sign before another team does category. So one of the initial targets when free agency opens for the bills to go out and get a deal done is calculated market value at 5.6 million. I think, you know, you can get a two or three, maybe a three-year deal with an out done with him and um, makes too much sense not to. You've developed this guy this long and starting to really come on this year, played really well. Um, part of that rotation for you, I think he's one of the guys you got to target to bring back.
0: Yeah, I think AJ and if I had to choose one of these three guys in the edge rushing room, he's the guy to come back, right? Like we've we've, we've criticized him. I think he was a big... He's heading into this offseason, when into the season when you and I talked about him over the summer when we broke down the position groups, right? Like, this has to be a big year for A.J. AJ Eponenta. Lance, I don't know if it was you and I, but we talked about it because it was spread throughout social media. A.J. Eponenta was almost traded. Like, he was on that kind of trade block, mm-hmm. per se. Obviously, it ended up being Boogie Basham, who was moved on uh, from the Bills. But, look, A.J. Eponenta has been a productive player player for the bills he had six and a half sacks this past year that is not an easy production to replace like you have Gregory Rousseau but then you have no one else really on the edge rushing room at the moment uh you have Von Miller but obviously we don't know his full status I think AJ Eponenza has to be back in Buffalo I would expect him to be back in Buffalo
1: yeah I mean like I said it's been a lot of time and effort spent into molding him And seems like he kind of clicked. He did, you know, he got hurt, so missed some time there. But um, just seems like he's kind of got a pretty good handle on things right now. Still only 25 years old, so um, for me, it's a a no-brainer. Seems like to really get this guy back in your building and continue um, his career here in Buffalo.
0: This is a stupid question because I think I know the answer. But out of these three edge rushers, he's the guy you bring back if you only could bring back one. Correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, look, like you said, he's 25 years of age. Uh, He turns 26 in the middle of September, so he'll be 26 heading basically into the year. They invested a second-round pick in him. They already traded Boogie Basham, another edge rusher. Uh, like I think A.J. Amponeta has to be that guy that, one, you invested in him, and you don't have a lot of bodies at that position, and it's always good to bring back guys you drafted. Uh, keep that core together. I think he'll I think he be back in Buffalo. Uh, I would be shocked if Leonard Floyd's back in Buffalo. Not shocked, but I don't think he'll be back in Buffalo. And Shaq Lawson can be whatever, 50-50 back in Buffalo, not back in Buffalo. But I expect A.J. and Penenza to be back in Buffalo. He also had two interceptions. Kind of forgot about those. Uh, So yeah. shout out the, and a forced fumble, Uh, I would like that sack number to be up a little more, a little more consistent, but. I think it's his rotation.
1: missed time. That's why kind of he. Yeah. And the rotation know, that he doesn't get. He
0: does, he's, not, he's not working in 70% of the snaps. It's closer to 40, 45, 35, 40 kind of thing for AJ Penenza. Okay. Moving on. And guys, if you guys are commenting, I know you guys are. Let us know in the comment section, Lance, and I will be reading these comments uh, throughout the show. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you guys are thoughts on any of these players that we are talking about. Tonight And then obviously we'll end with a draft simulator because why the hell not? Okay, the next position group, we have five players we have to talk about. Um, We're going to start with the big boy, the big gun, and that is Daquan Jones. And obviously we are talking about the defensive tackle position. Daquan Jones, we saw what the Bills defense was with him. And then we saw what the Bills defense was without him in the interior of the line. He was great a year ago. Uh, Obviously dealt with the pectoral issue for most of the year, got injured in that London game, that damn London game that freaking screwed us. Um, So thank you, London. And thank you, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, You can go kick rocks. But Daquan Jones pushing a little bit of the age, but when, when he was healthy, he was arguably the most productive defensive tackle in the NFL in the running game.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan. I think he's um, he's all over social media now, and I just love his presence out there. He's got such a fire under him. Um, his attitude's right, uh, unlike Travis Kelsey's attitude. Who's uh, well, maybe we can talk Wait, about that later. But
0: for that, thank you for Travis Kelsey because it blew up the tweet for me. So thank you, Travis Kelsey, because I got like three hundred, like one hundred and fifty thousand views on my tweet because Travis Kelsey's a, a complete tool. But yeah.
1: Anyway, so Daquan Jones, pros, pro, um, absolute, uh, co- you know, can can be an anchor on this defensive line. I think he's one of the guys I kind of would like them to go and get um, a, a multi-year contract done. Uh, hopefully, you know, two seasons of good production left from him. Maybe not, but hopefully at least one. So go out there um, and give this man a little bit of money. Hopefully, I know we don't have a lot of it here in Buffalo, um, but, I, um, as Dan Fates usually says, the salary cap's not real. So I'm, I'm going to go with that and, uh, see if they can, if they can pile together 8 million, you're saying for Floyd, then I think they can, um, get J- Daquan Jones signed, uh, his market value is 6.8, according to spot track. So, um, should be able to get a deal done, maybe just a one-year deal, but wouldn't mind seeing a two-year, two-year deal to maybe lessen the cap it in year one, um, and have an out after the after the first year. We'll see. I mean how how it shapes out, but he's one of the guys I say resign before another team.
0: Yeah, the the age is a little bit of a concern. Uh so obviously it's not a multi 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 year deal. He has no, to be back a month two year old. deal. Yeah. Yeah, t- on a two year deal, I agree. I think that's the deal. Maybe that second year a little more incentive based based off the age and see if he can still perform perform in the second year. Uh, maybe a little more guaranteed money in year one, incentive-based in year two. Lance, he's one of these guys on this list that like is at the top of the list on the defensive free agents that has to be back in Buffalo, especially with the shape of the defensive tackle room. The only guy right now currently signed, or two guys, I guess, Eli Anku technically signed, but along with Ed Oliver, he has to be there. We saw how productive Ed Oliver was next to Daquan Jones. We also saw how productive Daquan Jones was uh, run stopper, a great teammate, a great locker guy. Uh, will do everything he needs to do to go get that. And he tweeted today or yesterday, I think it was today, so Monday, uh, he wants a ring. Uh, so he said he wants to go get himself a ring. So yeah. come to Buffalo, let's go get that ring, man. Uh, and then you can do whatever you want because it doesn't matter after that. But, yeah, Daquan Jones has to be back in Buffalo. I think he's too productive. Uh, we saw Lance, and I don't have to tell everyone this because people know this, how how much we missed his presence after he got injured, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially in the run game. They were able to kind of get going a little on the run defense. It it, it worked, but it wasn't as good as, as it was with Daquan Jones. Uh, So we need him back. And I do expect him to be back in Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Another guy fan favorite, but a guy that has been dealt with a ton of injuries in his career with the Cardinals. And then obviously with the Buffalo bills, that is Mr. Jordan Phillips, Lance, what is your outlook for Jordan Phillips heading into this off season?
1: Yeah, I, I don't have anything bad to say about the player Jordan Phillips. Uh, you know, he's obviously got a great presence with the team, um, but just from <laughs> a team standpoint, I, I just don't think uh, it makes a lot of sense to can you know continue to bring him back. I would; he's in my let walk category, and not because of anything. In particular, that he does wrong or or whatnot, it's just a matter of like let's get younger on the defensive line and let's try to make, um, and let's see what happens. You know, with the draft or other free agent potentials that may be able to come in and add more. Um, I'm not sure if that's possible, but we'll see. And for that reason, I just had him as a, a let walk candidate and see if he can go, um, find a role somewhere else.
0: He falls for me into the Shaq Lawson kind of category almost. I agree. I think he's a let walk kind of guy, but I also feel like if the bills want to bring in a fifth defensive tackle for camp, you go get him in June. Right. He's that type of guy, but you can't like his production. Isn't good enough to warrant his injury risk and have to rely on him to play. Right. Like Lance, there's nothing negative to say about Jordan Phillips, but because he's dealt with so many injuries in his time with the bills, it's not worth it to risk one of your key defensive tackle spots on him, knowing that he's not really that productive. He's good, but he's not crazy productive. And then he gets injured a lot. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think you can do that. I think you go bring, you keep at over you bring back Daquan Jones, and then you go draft a D tackle and then maybe go find another cheap one or bring back another guy. We might be talking about in a minute or two here. I think that's what the D tackle room. It looks like Jordan Phillips is probably on the outside looking in, uh, on the D tackle room. I just don't think he's productive enough. I don't think he's productive enough to warrant that injury risk that has plagued him a lot in this career. So I like Jordan Phillips as a guy. I think he's a great – I think he's a cool guy. He's excited to be a Buffalo Bill. He's always loved it. But I think his time as a Bill has probably ended. Okay. We're flying through these, Mr. Lance Nelson. Tim – settle a guy that the bills brought in two years ago uh he's been here for two years uh and former washington redskin but then commander so former washington commander tim settle he's been productive but hasn't been crazy productive lance where do you see him heading into this offseason
1: where did he go to college
0: virginia tech (laughs) um
1: i i'm i originally listed him in my let walk um but I'm looking at the construction and, and looking at his age and some more things. Um, I'm kind of in, I'm kind of okay. If they do get something done, his market value was lower than I first thought when I did my lower list. Uh, 3.7 million listed as isn't a terrible number for him. He's um, kind of one of those bowling ball type <laughs> players, just downhill. And um, he's quick. Um, that's the the good thing about him is he's got a great, um lateral quickness at the line of scrimmage. And um he he wasn't overly effective in any one area, but um he is a nice piece to have and at his age and, and having experience in the system, it may be worth for sure um getting him if they can get a cap friendly number from him. Um but but if not, then the reason I had let walk is I just assumed he may be commanding more than what the Bills would be willing to pay him. And that's really my uh, reason for some of these guys being on the let that's you know same kind of reason with Jordan Phillips and some of these guys it's just like I don't know where can we spend our money to yeah. to make the best roster here and spending it on um, a defensive tackle that is moderately effective isn't necessarily on my you know top of my list I, I just want I want the weapons to be secured first kind of and I really want to make sure um, you know that stuff's taken care of, and then um, you know we'll see kind of how the draft shakes out and how many times they t- they take a D tackle or a defensive lineman in the draft, and, and go from there.
0: Yeah, the draft's going to play a major role in a lot of positions, but especially the defensive tackle position and what they do. I'm going to paint you this picture of what I think the potential defensive tackle room could look like heading into the year, and then I think it does include Tim Settle because I think it would be Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones bringing back. Tim Settle, and then a day two draft pick. Either a second or a third round pick, and then you can go get a cheap free agent to be that fifth guy, or it could be Eli Anku. But you really only play 4D tackles anyway. So I think that's what the room looks like. Look, Tim Settle hasn't been the most productive player, but he's been healthy, he's been on the field, and he can kind of do multiple things. He can kind of get after the quarterback, but he can also uh, stop the run. Uh, He's not overly productive, but he's... I think he slides in to be your fourth D tackle behind the draft pick, in my opinion. Uh, the guy keeps coming to my name is Tavondre Sweat. That would be, I think, uh, a key add. But I do like mm. uh, Tim Settle. I think he has that bowling ball kind of build. Uh, he can kind of cog up the lane. And I do think you probably can get him on a very, not very, but a favorable deal because I don't think he's productive enough to on the open market to warrant uh, a lucrative deal lucrative I'm putting in quotations but a little too lucrative deal but I do think he probably fits into your defensive tackle room in
1: high energy guy right I mean his his press conference when he signed here um let out the woo and all that stuff and it was it was cool I mean I again I would have no problem with bringing him back if they make the business side of things work from a football standpoint um you know I'd I'd like to have him like I said the lateral Mm -hmm. set the line of scrimmage. he wasn't overly effective, you know, hundred percent of the time, but I think that as a rotational type of guy, it's really, I feel like the way the Bill's defense rotates guys, it's so difficult to really get in a rhythm for some people mm-hmm. and maybe he is, falls in that category. So, um, you know, at, he seems like one of those guys that as the game wears on, he would get stronger and stronger given the opportunity, but, um, you know, obviously, just you got to make do with what the reps with the reps that you get. So, um, that is the way it is. And I think, like, like you mentioned, if he's, you know, DT4 next year, um, that's certainly good by me.
0: Yeah. Okay. Another defensive tackle. We're going to be talking about a guy that they brought in midseason, a guy that when maybe we probably thought we would never be talking about him in a Buffalo Bills uniform. And that mm-hmm. is Linval. Joseph, Lance, what is your free agency outlook looking like for a win ball?
1: Yeah, I think the, you know, going to be 36 um, next season. So just don't see, <clears throat> for from the Bills, I, I don't see adding a, any more age. We got to get younger here. Um, obviously, his deal is not world-breaking um, in the salary uh, aspect. But, yeah, I just think, you know, he's uh, he did – he served his purpose this year with the Bills. Um, nothing bad to say about him. Just a matter of the philosophy that I have taken with how this roster should be constructed moving forward. And I think you know it's getting younger. Not uh, bringing back a guy that's going to be 36.
0: He might retire. Like he he might he might retire. Well, like, yeah, he's not going to be back in the Bills uniform next year. You said it perfectly. He served his purpose. They brought him back. Oh, they brought him in in the middle of the year. They needed some defensive tackle depth. Uh, they had some key injuries there, and I thought he performed adequately for his age and when they brought him in, and for his contract price, which was basically nothing, uh, in NFL terms. For you and I terms, that's a lot of money, but for NFL terms, uh, not a lot. Yeah, like he's thirty six. I agree. You got to get younger. You're already bringing back an aging DaQuan Jones. You're probably not going to bring back an either even more aging Linval Joseph. Who is nowhere near as productive as DaQuan Jones at this point of his career? He was nice to have here. There's not much need to be said here. I think Joseph Josephs probably uh, on his way out, and that was probably the deal when they signed him. And he was like, you "Finish the year here, and then we'll we'll see you on your way out." But he was productive. He was somewhere. He you know he did his job when he was here, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. okay, the final defensive tackle that we're going to talk about, and someone that for a guy that didn't play a lot was talked about a lot. And that is Puna Ford. The Bills signed him this offseason from the Seattle Seahawks. You and I were static, over the moon about the signing, how productive he could be with this defensive tackle room next to Daquan, next to Ed, etc. Never really got a lot of reps, never really established himself in Buffalo. Lance, what's your free agency outlook look like for Puna Ford?
1: Yeah, I don't see the Bills bringing him back. I'm not sure um, if he's inactive for so many games, and that you bring in Linval Joseph off the street instead of activating him in one scenario just doesn't seem like that's a guy you're going to bring back. Um, But you know, if he's sitting there in the summertime and and we need a depth guy, um, and and that works business wise then yeah. all for it but i you know it just doesn't seem likely that um this was a fit or that you know the scheme was really pro- you know that he was really productive in the scheme and i think <clears throat> you know it seems like he might be better to find a role um on a different squad
0: i was disappointed because i had a lot of you did too but yeah i had i high expectations for what Puna Ford could be in this uniform uh he was raved about from former Seattle Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll in the offseason, basically saying how much we're going to miss him, we didn't properly use him right, and how productive he is going to be for the Buffalo Bills. Well, he was nowhere near productive because he never got his opportunity. Lance, I'm going to take it a step further. I bet you he doesn't even want to sniff Buffalo ever again. Yeah,
1: There's no way
0: he wants to come back here. He clearly definitely was frustrated. He never got his playing time. He, that he probably was promised or expected when he signed with the Bills, and I would be utterly shocked if he was back in the Bills uniform. But I'm disappointed because I thought I saw promise in the signing, and I saw I saw a productive player, and I clamored for him before the draft and then mm-hmm. after the draft, and it was it was tough to see him not really pan out. And Lance, you said it perfectly when they went to go get an aging Linval Joseph who was closer to forty than he is thirty, and he played over him and Puna Ford was still inactive, the writing is probably on the wall for Puna Ford's career in Buffalo. Okay. Man, we got a lot of defensive tackles just freaking being free agents. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay. Yeah, the
1: whole room's gone. Keep out, of Oliver, and everyone else is a free agent.
0: Linebacker time. So we know the Bills have to Bernard. Star at the linebacker position. Coming back, Matt Milano. Star at the linebacker position if he comes back healthy. Rookie Dorian Williams showed some flashes. Do they go bring back this guy as their fourth linebacker? And that is Tyrell Dodson. Lance, what are your thoughts of his free agency heading into this offseason?
1: I think the Bills have to let him test free agency. Um, He's coming in with a $4.8 million market value. Um, I just think with Dorian Williams here, Milano coming back, Terrell Bernard's ascend to stardom um Baylor Baylor inspector being there um maybe drafting a guy and rounding out They're that wrong. room so you know <laughs> let's it's uh let's wait until after the draft and and check in and see where he's at and if he's still available and uh and looking for a role here then I'm all for it um he was definitely exceeded a lot of people's yeah. expectations this year absolutely um you know again no no problem with the football side of it definitely if he wants to come back if the business side works I don't see the, I'm not sure the business side works right out of the gate in free agency. I think maybe they have to wait and see how things shake out um, post June first. But I could be dead wrong on that. And then I if I am so be it. But I just think that it's wait and see what what is available in free agency and and what comes to fruition in the draft before giving him a contract.
0: Lance, this is the reason you have 10 draft picks. Right? Like you have 10 draft picks because you're in a salary cap issue and a lot of teams are in the same issue. You got to use those draft picks to create depth at the position. Dodson was you said it perfectly, exceeded expectations. He came in and filled in for Matt Milano and he took over for the Matt Milano role and I thought he played really well. PFF loves him. But you have Terrell Bernard, stud. Matt Milano, stud. And he just drafted Dorian Williams, who I thought came on strong towards the end of the year in the third round. You also have Baylen Specter. You don't need to go bring back Dotson. I don't think you can afford to bring back Dotson. But like a lot of these guys, if he's still around past the draft and you have money, then go bring back Dotson. But you're better off, Lance. And this is not a knock on Dodson, but go and get a draft a guy in the fourth round to be that fourth linebacker or fifth linebacker. I don't think you can go pay a guy $4 million a year to be either your third or your fourth linebacker. That's just, just not how the NFL works unless you have like $80 million in cash, like the Saints. Like that just does not work for how this Bills team is constructed. There's a reason you drafted Terrell Bernard, but he's a stud. Matt Milano, and there's a reason you drafted Dorian Williams in the third round. And you also draft a bail inspector. I like Dodson. I don't think you can go pay. Let's say he gets that $4.5 that you were talking about around that number. Lance, I don't think you can pay him to be your fourth, third, third, at the, at the best, your third linebacker on this team. A guy and also a system that doesn't use three linebackers a lot. We can all complain about it and say we need three linebackers if we want to. This, we haven't seen Sean McDermott really use that that much. Maybe it changes with Bobby Babich, but we'll see. But I don't think they bring back Dalton based off that price point. Okay, final linebacker, a guy that doesn't get a lot of snaps on the defense but plays a lot of special teams. You pointed him out earlier as well being a team captain, and that is Tower Medicavich. What are we thoughts on him heading into the offseason?
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be looking for a a bigger role at all. I mean, at this point, he's 31, going to be 32 sometime there next season. But um, I have him on the let walk list. I think it's, you know, stringing along these veteran special teams guys. We, again, trying to get younger here. That's the philosophy. Um, Hopefully get a cheaper uh, rookie deal. Maybe not, and and they bring him back because of, you know, being a great leader that he is on the special teams unit. Um, again, no problem with the football side of things from him being, you know, the, a special teams guy, and you, certainly we know that three phases of the game matter. Saw San Francisco get bit during the Super Bowl with a punt a that went off someone's foot because they didn't communicate properly. And things like that on a return so you know for me i it's i'm just that of the thing these aging special teams only type of p- players i'm just ready to move on from um but they do have a role i get it and being a you know a captain on that side of the um on that side of the ball in the special teams category um is important in its own right but for me i just i have them in the let walk category and, and, think that you can get similar production with a younger guy.
0: We're talking about aging guys, right? And we're talking about key special teams guys that only pay special teams. And we know how much the bills value it. The problem is, and I use the same reasoning for Dodson, you have 10 draft picks. You're telling me you can't go get a guy in the sixth round that can just make the roster based on special teams. And it's half a million million to 2 million cheaper. Like, I think that's where you kind of have to go, right? Like, Lance, I think you were alluding to that as well. I, I don't know if you can afford to go pay a guy a couple million just to play special teams. I just don't know if you can do that. Can Baelin Specter play that role? I think Baelin Specter can play that role. Can a guy mm-hmm. in the sixth round that's half the price of Tyler Medikiewicz play that role? Yeah, and can you use that money elsewhere for other needs? Yes. I don't know. Like, Lance, what, is he, what, what do you think he's looking for, like, $3 million a year? Like if he's looking for like, like that, I don't know how the Bills can fork that over to a guy that just plays special teams. And this yeah, isn't a knock that's on that's him. That's right. I just don't know if the Bills' roster is constructed prop, not probably is constructed at the moment to go pay a guy three million dollars to not play any linebacker.
1: Yeah, he was NFL making league. two and a half, so I'm not sure if he'd want to raise at that point. Or like if, if he,
0: you if you got he's him, he's going to take less. Then fine. If you got him in a million, million and a half. Yeah, you probably take that right. But. You have 10 picks for a reason. You want to maximize those picks so that the the majority of those players make this active roster. And if they don't, go trade up and use those picks, right? Like those 10 picks are important because you want to have six to seven to eight guys make the roster. Does the Bills roster open that up? I don't know. So that's why you have those picks to go up from the fifth to the fourth down to the fourth to the third round, whatever, right? To go make moves, to make those picks go from 10 to seven, but get the seven guys you really cherish and you really want. Tower Medicavich probably can, like Dodson, probably can be replaced in the draft, or a guy that's already curling on the roster, like a bail inspector. <sighs> We we'll took we took a shot at Tower Medicavich, Maddie, but it's not about his play; it's just about his uh his style.
1: It's just about the role and it's yeah, the, role. the roster construction right now. Mm-hmm. We don't
0: have eighty million in free cash space to pay a guy five million just to play special teams. I know he's not getting five; he's getting two and a half. But for the point, okay. This is a tough one. Dane Jackson, a guy that has been in Buffalo for a while, uh, obviously was not a high pick whatsoever. Uh, he was a set, former seventh... Was he on draft or seventh round? Seventh uh, round. Seventh yeah, round. I think seventh seventh round. round. Seventh round, Dane Jackson has been productive when he's been on the field. Lance, what does his outlook look like heading into this offseason?
1: Yeah, tough, man. I, um, <laughs> I'm i torn. Like I, So I put him on my let walk uh, category just because... I think maybe he'll try to look for a a role somewhere else. Um, That's my gut feel. I mean, I don't have really anything else to say as to why. I just think that he would maybe be looking for a role somewhere else. But again, you know, Bills are a contending team with obviously, you know, a great kind of young nucleus on the, on the defense and obviously Josh Allen on the offense. So Guys are probably going to want to come back, and and maybe the business side works. It's saying market value of three point one for him, and I'm not interested in that uh, for for his role. I think you know we have a top two, maybe three, and we have to see what's going on with Trey White, and no, I have no idea how that's going to come mm-hmm. uh, come about. But you have Trey, Teron Johnson, Rasul Douglas, Benford.
0: Um, Wait, what? Sorry to cut you out. What is Rasul Douglas's deal? Uh, Do we have to pick a yeah, second? His... I, I thought he was a free agent for some reason, but I know he's not. No, he's not. What is this? Sorry to cut you off, and now we're just stalling. Now we're just sitting in silence. No, How it's all
1: straight? good. Sorry, I'm trying to look for the. Uh, looks like six point two nine million cap hit whoever that would might have been this year i'm not sure if it's next year
0: oh so i think the people talking about his cap hit potentially
1: yeah i think it's nine million next year so, oh, so
0: they might have to restructure that a bit mm-hmm. okay sorry keep going with your point
1: no that's good i mean but that's that's the kind of thing it's like you're just gonna have to find they're gonna have to be creative with um finding ways to get everyone you know under this cap and i just you know i feel like there's enough young people here, with Benford, um, Elam's still there. They have Cyre- Saran Neal listed here. Obviously, different. He plays a different position. But for outside corners, you have Elam, Benford, Douglas, and Trey White. Um, those four are fine by me. And if you know you have Jamarcus Ingram and Kyron Brown uh, on futures that you know could be practice squatters or you know make a leap next year, just give a give a guy a chance. And and Dane still not aging by any means either. He's still <clears throat> only going to be 28 next year, but I don't, know, like I said, for me, I'm just in that, like we keep bringing him back on a one year deal. How long are you going to keep doing that before he goes and just finds a role where he can maybe get a two or three year deal. That's my thought on why uh, he might not be back.
0: I like Dane Jackson and I think you do too. And I don't think he's back on this team, right? Like, well, would you say his value is three, three and a half million on spot Three point one, yeah. Three point one million, right? So let's say it's three. We'll round down. Essentially, he's either the fourth or the fifth cornerback on this team, right? He's either behind Kyir or in front of Kyir, but he's the fourth or the fifth cornerback on this team. Are you really going to bring him back to be that at three million dollars? No, right? The quarterback room is set unless you do something with Trey White, which I don't know, and that is something that we we can talk about if it happens or when it happens. Hmm. But right now you have Trey White, Christian Benford, who's an absolute stud, Rasul Douglas, who was really good, and then that Chiefs game, he was completely injured. You can you can tell in that game. He was so injured in that game. And then you have Kyer Elam. Dane Jackson does not fit into this team. I like Dane Jackson. He was productive. They got so much value out of that seventh-round pick. In most years when you get no value out of your seventh-round picks, so shout out to Bean, shout out to McDermott, shout out for the staff to developing Dane Jackson. Shout out to Dane Jackson. He's been a good Buffalo Bill. Not nothing bad to say about him. He's not great. He's not bad. He's a solid Buffalo Bill. I don't think you bring him back at three million dollars a year to be your fifth corner. You have Benford, Elam, Douglas, and White as your four corners. Jamarcus Ingham can be your practice squad corner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you need to do that. And He's not going to play over some of the handful of guys I just mentioned. The only guy would be Kyir potentially, but I think you probably go with Kyir even because he's a little bit more aggressive. And I think you kind of need that on the outside depending on who you play. I think Dane Jackson probably walks in. And good for him. Hopefully he go gets like a two-year, like $8 million deal. I think that would be kind of cool for Dane Jackson.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You ready for the toughest one?
1: Uh, This one's easy for me. Honestly, I could talk about this guy all day. Uh, Micah Hyde, you know, what is there to say about this guy? He's just been everything the Bills could have asked from from him. Um, He just plays so hard. And because the way he plays is so intense and so physical, I talked about this a little bit with Eric Wood on my one-on-one interview, just the tenacity that some of these guys play with, um, that their bodies just can't hold up to that style of play. And that's where Mike is falling into. I believe he probably will retire this year. Um, If not, and he's going to give it a go, then by all means, you know, welcome back. But I just think that, you know, seeing the way his body reacted in a few of the games this year and just kind of going, you know, trying to grit through it and and then end up going down um, like a couple plays in a row in, in one game. And, you know, he he's phenomenal. He's done uh, everything, like I said, that the Bills could have asked from him, and and just you know, it's time.
0: This uh, it's tough because he's been here since 2017. He's one of the reasons this team got out of, the, out of the drought era. He's one of the main reasons he got this team from a poverty franchise, a franchise that didn't win games, to a team to a franchise where we complain when we lose in the division around, right? Like mm-hmm. that's where we're at as a franchise. And Micah Hyde is one of those reasons, but for his sake and for everyone's sake, I hope he retires because I don't think his body. Like you said, can hold up anymore. How many times Lance did he go down this year with a stinger issue? Like that next stinger kind of issue. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want him to play a snap and that be his last snap. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's at that point point. And it would be sad to see him in a different uniform than the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, he was a Green Bay Packer, but he's been a Buffalo Bills since twenty seventeen. He's been he's been a while. Uh, he's been a great player. He's been a, way above expectations than we could have ever anticipated when we signed him from the Green Bay Packers a handful of years ago. He's been he's been an All Pro. He's been a Pro Bowler. He's been one of the most elite safeties in the National Football League. Four to five years, he's been awesome, and I, I hats off to him. He's been great to watch. He's been fun to watch. Um, if he does want to play, I don't know if the Bills can bring him back unless he just takes like a team friendly deal and just wants to come along for kind of another year on a ride, be that third or fourth safety, kind of be that depth guy. Lance, I don't think you can give him a lot of money, and I don't think you can kind of rely on him to be your starting free safety. I think you have to kind of go somewhere else there. Uh, so I do think Micah Hyde's probably not in a Buffalo Bills uniform next year. Hey, maybe he joins the coaching staff. I know people like to joke about that. Uh, it's, it's it's a joke, obviously, unless he wants to do it and if the Bills would have him. But I do think he's probably done as a Buffalo Bill unless they bring him back on a cheap, friendly deal. For both for everything, I think it would be, inter- be cool if he just kind of retires. And um, that was it for Micah Hyde.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like you said, hats off, uh, all respect um, to Micah, just phenomenal, phenomenal career. And, um, you know, we we put out a thank you video on built in Buffalo Mm -hmm. uh, for it. And uh, certainly the um, letter that his wife penned to Bill's mafia and things like that, um, where she all but said, you know, they were going to hang it up, um, you know, graduating from, uh, being on the team to a part of Bill's Mafia already kind of foreshadowing what's to come. And that's where I'm basing my, yeah. uh, that you know, he's probably going to retire this year. So that's why I figured it was an easy conversation because based upon everything that's out there now, that's the direction. And, and just again, physical, physical player. And, you know, that's kind of taking its toll now.
0: Yep, yeah, I agree. Can't can't say it any better. And I do agree with his wife coming out with that like letter with that little blurb. I would assume that based if we're reading into it, which we should because she wrote it, it's his wife. Uh I would assume he would hang up his cleats. But like I said, if he doesn't, I don't expect him to be back in the Bills uniform unless they bring him back on a cheap, friendly deal to be like a third or fourth safety. But I expect him to be retired this offseason and Maybe we'll see him in the stands a couple times with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, cheering on uh, the Buffalo Bills. Coming down to the end of our defensive free agents, this is Taylor Rapp, a guy that was up and down but played very well down the stretch, and we missed him dearly, I would think, in that Chiefs playoff game. Lance, Taylor Rapp, I think this is a very interesting conversation that we have to have here.
1: Yeah, it's so intriguing because he just was gone all of a sudden, right? Um mm-hmm. random and it was like a calf or something it ended yeah, it up being. But it seemed like he just landed on the ball and it knocked the wind out of him the last play there where he intercepted it, but just now he's not available anymore. And and uh it was it was odd. I it just um yeah I, I have him as a guy where we can maybe try to get him back before another team signs him. So, you know, one of the three, I had three guys on my list here to target right when free agency opens to bring back. And that was Epinesa, Daquan Jones and Taylor Rapp. Um, just the experience with the team here seemed like he was finding something towards the end of the year. <clears throat> and, and I just would like to see. And um the only thing is, you know, if, if his, if tracks on with this market value of $5.5 million, that's tough to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, so the business side of things could get in the middle of things. We could say that with every guy here, obviously. But, you know, for me, I, I have as a, um, you know, 26 years old right now, bring him back. Um, you know, he's going to play his best football this coming next two, two, three seasons, I think. So
0: I really want him back in a Bills uniform because I think he was starting to kind of get his groove under him. And he made a clutch interception against Tua in that divisional, uh, not divisional, the clinch of the division on uh, the last game of the year. And then obviously a mysterious kind of calf injury. I thought he was injured because he fell on the ball, kind of got the wind knocked out of him and he was going to be okay, but he pops up with a calf injury. Doesn't play against Pittsburgh. and doesn't play against Kansas city in the divisional round in the game that I thought we really could have used him a g- matchup against Kelsey and some other guys. I think, my ideal situation would be Poyer, rap and then go draft the guy as your safety room next year. I hope rap fits into it. I Lance, I kind of thought when they brought him in this past summer, they kind of are kind of grooming him into being their starting safety. Once Mike okay. kind of departs after this year and it kind of fits in perfectly that, that number at five, five and a half is not pretty. That's the problem. And like you said, we could say this for a lot of the guys because the business deal getting the business side of the football, business side of football could it get in the way 100%. I think the Bills should probably do everything they can to bring back Taylor Wrap. I think a poyer Wrap either probably may, if you want to go with safety in the first round, I don't think they do, but poyer rap safety on day two kind of pick or safety early day three. If that's your safety room, I think I'm okay with that. And I think that safety room can win a lot of games.
1: Yeah. My biggest thing is he's. Just salary has been 5.7 his base salary earnings is 5.7 for his five seasons in the league so i'm not sure where he's commanding five and a half on the market yeah, right now maybe have- because of the position and maybe um you know because of that interception that you know his last performance um, maybe warrants that but i mean i i would say that and again i'm not gonna claim to be a salary cap expert or try to criticize someone else's work that put that cap value on them, but I just think that the bills can get them at a lower number than that. They just paid them, you know, 1.7 million or one not like a million dollar base salary, 1.7 um cap hit.
0: So, you can get them at three you think you can get them at three. I think that would be like a two and, three, and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, maybe. Two, two and a half, three, I think that'd be a, a good number, right? Like I don't I don't think you can go five and a half with Taylor Wrap.
1: I don't think they would need to. I think they can get a deal done, multi-year mm-hmm. deal. Like I said, I would sign him to, I think the next three years could, could be, get, have yeah, his best two. football at him. So can you get could him get, at three years the, with the three million? Yeah. Like three like years, that? give him a base of two and a half this year, maybe a cap at, in the two and a half, three range, like yeah. you mentioned, and, and see what incentive um, base because goes from there.
0: He, he, if if he's going into his prime, then an incentive base would be productive for him because he, he expects to have his best years, and like it couldn't work last year because he was the third safety. If he's coming back, he's either the starting safety or battling with a rookie to be the starting safety, and he should bet on himself, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what yeah. it would be. So I would like to have him back, and ex- I think I kind of expect him to be back in Buffalo. Uh, okay, the final guy, Cam Lewis. We can be quick on this, Lance. What do you? Th- and we'll get to the draft simulator here. But what are your thoughts on Cam Lewis heading into this offseason? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got him in the wait till after the draft and check in with him type of list. Let's see, you know, if he gets something on the open market, then go for it. But I don't think he's a priority to target. And let's see where um, our draft lands and what else they may work out in free agency. Um, For his role, it's going to be probably moving to safety and being that sort of you know, fourth role, fourth safety role type of thing, where you know you already have, Demar Hamlin, who could potentially fill that. So I'm not sure. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to put a whole bunch, of, whole bunch of stock into it because you can probably draft two safeties in this draft, mm-hmm. and you know come away with enough people to fill that the roles out for that position.
0: Yeah, he's a wait-and-go-see. Like, If you want to bring him back post-draft, early summer, or late spring, and see what he can do, yeah, I I don't think he's a priority. You're not going to sign him early. You're not going to sign him right before the draft. I think he's a guy that you can wait on, and if he wants to come compete in camp, he is that type of guy. But like you said, like you have Siren Neal. You have DeMar Hamlin. You potentially could have Ratback. back. He doesn't really fit in the corner room. Do they like him at slot corner? I guess. Uh, I don't know if he really transitions there, but. I don't expect him to be back, but it's, it's he's one of those guys. who, are like, okay, we wake up on a third. I'll do Thursday morning. We're going on a Thursday morning. And Cam Lewis is back on a really cheap one year deal in on June 3rd. Cool. We'll move on and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Right. But he's that right. guy. Okay. If you guys are in the comment section, we appreciate it. We had a lot of defensive free agents to go through. Let us know what you guys are thoughts on any of these guys. And as always built in Buffalo, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter account. And if you do miss this episode, you can always rewind or listen tomorrow morning on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just type in Built and Buffalo Podcast Network. And always make sure you guys listen to the Buffalo Blitz every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Okay, Lance. Before we go
1: into the draft, is there anyone out there that you've seen that's becoming a free agent that you want to target on the defensive side of the ball?
0: Oh, oh, like in the NFL.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. You're putting it's okay six. to
1: say you haven't looked yet. I just wanted to.
0: I've looked at a couple guys.
1: I have um, one that's just completely silly. It's not going to work out, but it's just for the sake of it.
0: Like a DJ Reader would be cool. I don't think they can afford DJ Reader. Like a Jeremy Chin, would he be? I think he would be a, a really good fit in this team.
1: He would be, yeah. Um,
0: if they had the money. uh, who, Who's your guy?
1: Josh Allen. Got to have two great Josh Allens on both sides of the ball. I say we just um, screw why the not? cap
0: and just go get Josh Allen. <laughs> That's what it would be. We would say screw the cap if we going to go get Josh Allen. Fair and you. what is Jeremy like – Lance, what is Jeremy Chin like Like offering on the market? Like Jeremy Chin spot track. Yeah, let me like,
1: see
0: I can find him here. I'm Googling him right now. Like what is he looking at? Where do you see this anyway?
1: I don't see – he doesn't have a market value up, so he's going to be fairly inexpensive probably. Two or so million, maybe. Um, like, he's cap, a guy... That last year was 3-3. Three, three. Um, only played 11 games, so probably got hurt. So, yeah, maybe able to get him cheap coming back from an injury.
0: Like, DJ... Okay, so DJ Reader, we're never going to get. He's at $14.9 million annual salary. He's looking at a three-year... 44 million dollar deal. Like that's not happening. So yeah. can like you'd be a cool guy. I would totally bring in Jeremy Chin if they wanted to go away from Taylor Rapp and pair Jeremy Chin with Poyer in a draft pick. I think that would be great. Um, so probably Jeremy Chin. I think I'm on board for that.
1: Nice, good answer.
0: Go go get me some former Panthers. Go get me Curtis Samuel, go get me Jeremy Chin. Why not? There some you circle. go. Love that. And go give me CMC, um, as well, former Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Does Greg Olson want to Luke keekley linebacker coach? Greg Olson want to come out of the booth and uh, coach a little Bills. Okay, Lance. As we always do this, we always end with a mock draft. Last time we did a full one, and then we did a fourth round, four round one, which we tweeted today on my personal. Lance retweeted it. Bill and Buffalo retweeted it. So makes sure you guys follow us on all those social media accounts as always. Lance, we're doing four right, just four rounds. Yes, sir. Ready so to rip. Let's get. I'm gonna make my screen a little bigger so I can actually see it. And let's get this ripping. Maybe. What happened? Did you break the system? One four rounds warp. I had
1: it sitting there and it just must have sat it's too dangerous. long. Doesn't want to do it for us, so
0: let's see. We'll try to go different than the one we did there today. We go. What what did we go? Eighty Mitchell?
1: Ooh. Yeah, a lot of different guys here. If we go to all tackles, why not? Byron Murphy
0: at the mm-hmm. D line. Um, I'm looking at two guys right now, Lance Brian Thomas Jr. I'm looking at three guys Brian Thomas Jr., Troy Franklin, and Byron Murphy. What are your thoughts on any of those three guys? We don't need tackle. We don't need corners.
1: Six one three zero eight. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we have to address the most glaring need here, and that's wide receiver. So I would go right. Franklin.
0: Oh, you would go Franklin over Brian Thomas. Yeah. Really? Okay. You're driving the ship, man. I'll, I'll let you ride it.
1: You like Brian Thomas Jr. over Troy Franklin?
0: I would be fine, either of them. Don't touch Keon Coleman, please. Um, but oh, either no. He's in the draft for me. I, like, I think they're very close. I like Brian Thomas Jr. a little bit better, but they're both in my like fourth receiver range. You know, it's like, a, no, in order, but Harrison, Adunzu, neighbors, and then I think Franklin, A.D. Mitchell, and Thomas Jr. are kind of battling. Lance, in the last one we did, we took A.D. Mitchell, and then we went to Vondre Sweat, and then we went Malachi Corley and then Cole Bishop. So, just for people that remembered, and we'll tweet this again later in the week. Go to D tackles. I wasn't. Oh, see, yeah, like They,
1: they just go know, back to back receivers, though. I mean, I, they so, did it with Edge. Wow. Which
0: is a little bit frustrating. I'm not saying Troy Franklin's not going to be a stud, but if you go like Byron Murphy and then you land Xavier Ledgett. like if, mm-hmm. if if go to D tackles. Is that the D tackle room? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go back. We're double dipping a wide receiver, man.
1: I think you have to. You also have Jalen place. Polk out there. You got Blurred still there. Oh,
0: we have Xavier Worthy, too. Go to safeties. DB, see if there's a safety we like. Javon, nope. I think we can wait on the safeties. Okay. Why? Go to wide receiver, Lance. Do you like Worthy or do you like Xavier? Legit. Legit. Leg- how, Worthy's good, but his little injury scares me a bit.
1: He's yeah, f- it seems like he's too small.
0: And he's a playmaker though. He's so scary with the ball. He scares me with his uh, ability to separate at times. Right? Um, Yeah. I mean, let's go, Worthy. Go with him. Let's 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 make do. We you know how many things we're gonna do. We have to mix them up a little, make them a little spicy. Get people on Twitter coming at it, coming at me and you. <laughs> right.
1: Third round. Wow. Look at all that. It's like a just, we could just draft four receivers one, two, three,
0: four. Everyone on the roster. Go to D tackle, please. Because did we miss out on the D tackles? Dude, Darius Robinson. Can someone please update this? Because Darius Robinson's going, we can't take Darius Robinson because we won't get him here in real life. Hmm. How big is that guy? Uh, Zion Fetu. Right there. The, you missed him. Washington got right there. Zian Tupalel Fatui. How big is he? He can't Not play the okay. nope. tackle. Nope. I was thinking he could play tackle. I think Jordan Jefferson might be the pick. Or who's the best? Oh, Jordan go
1: Jefferson's going to be maybe a fourth or fifth rounder.
0: What about what about Justin Rogers? Right there. Auburn kid. Big old boy. Should we, I think him. You got to go for him? All hey, right. You go with him, Justin Rogers, big old boy. What do we got here? Mm. Max
1: Melton. you got him. If you do. want him. I don't want a corner. Though. Fourth round. What are you gonna take here? What are you looking at? Got a linebacker. Get Cole, Bishop. Col- you want Cole Bishop again.
0: I don't know or if we should. We'll, like, we'll, we'll go guys, Hunt. we'll stay away from Cole Bishop. Oh, how about a, go to go running back? Let's see what the running back room looks like.
1: Good running backs left. Dylan Johnson.
0: Ooh, Dylan Johnson or Marshawn Lloyd would be great here, even Braylon Allen as well. But how big is Dylan Johnson?
1: Six foot two, eighteen. He's so good, dude. Played in a lot of big games in college too. Let's go, so.
0: Dylan Johnson. I like it. Let's... We didn't get the safety. Everyone that's watching and listening. We went Troy Franklin, Xavier Worthy, Justin Rogers, defensive tackle out of Auburn, and then Dylan Johnson, running back out of Washington, Troy Franklin and Xavier Worthy, both receivers, Oregon and Texas, if you're listening on the audio platform. We will tweet this like we always do later in the week. Lance, we have to mix it up. Anything you don't like about that draft, four rounds?
1: Yeah, obviously the D tackle value was there in the first should have taken it maybe and we prob- we seemed probably like the seemed like the ride receivers were abundantly available you know, in this rendition but I don't think they will be done. in the real in the real life so you
0: No, know we should have done went Byron Murphy how the draft s- did itself. We should have went Byron Murphy Xavier, whether you are alleged, in round two, and then another receiver in round three, because there was a good enough receivers to take in round mm-hmm. three, and then round four, we didn't get, we didn't get the safety. That's the one thing that's a little bit frustrating. The safety board did not fall the way we did it, or only we because wanted.
1: we didn't want to repeat our pick. From last. We also
0: didn't want to repeat Cole Bishop, so um, but we went Dylan Johnson. So maybe next week we'll take a safety earlier on. May you know what? Maybe next week we'll take a safety first round. See what the heck happens. Yeah,
1: just wasn't Wait, so, there there that uh in that draft. Oh, new and, uh, and kitchens were, both gone, were right? already gone,
0: yeah. Yeah, so after that you really can't reach on a guy. And those guys might be even a little bit reaching depending on what you value safeties in the first round. Okay, Lance. I know this is pre-recorded. Hopefully everyone enjoyed this episode, but as always Lance, who are we sponsored by and then where can everyone follow Built in Buffalo on all the many social media platforms that we got.
1: Yeah, make sure you go check out BuiltinBuffaloNews.com for all of our articles that are written um check out uh, the built-in Buffalo store, uh, fulfilled by Buffalo Go. So we're partnerships with Buffalo Go here, local Buffalo business, Picasso's Pizza, um, PLBSC, West Her, and then the Buffalo Blitz itself is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Promo code BLITZ, when you sign up, get your first deposit matched up to $100. Uh, Daily Fantasy, drafts. Um, pick them game. That's really cool with rivals where you can hit player against player uh, scorchers that give you a t- chance to win a hundred times your wager and um, just straight pick them. So uh, always specials out there you know, for players to uh, get a little advantage on one pick or another. So check that out. Underdog Fantasy use promo code blitz to sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com or in your app store search underdog fantasy.
0: Yeah. I know, guys, this was uh, a pre-recorded show, but hopefully if you're listening on the audio platform or Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, you guys enjoyed this. We'll be back next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. As always, make sure you follow Built and Buffalo on all the platforms. Make sure you follow both Lance and I on social media, and make sure you guys always tune in to the Buffalo Blitz every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Those are our social medias. Uh, he's at Lance Nelson BIB, and I'm at DBIC Peter, both on Twitter if you guys are listening on audio. Subscribe, like, comment. Uh, We'll be back next Tuesday. No idea what we're talking about, like I always say, but hopefully you guys, but it will end with a mock draft simulator, but hopefully you guys enjoyed our defensive breakdown, some of the key free agents that could be staying or leaving with the Buffalo Bills. He was Lance, I was Peter, and this was the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Buffalo Network. We'll see you guys next week, and as always, go Bills.
1: Go Bills.